Oh shit, are we recording? What's up? This is the Fuck the Status Quo podcast. I am your host, Ellie Blake, and this is a place where we discuss getting your shit together. Why? Because the more people on the planet getting their shit together and being the best version of themselves means the less assholes there are. I'm down for that. Are you down for that? All right, let's go. Welcome back to the Fuck the Status Quo podcast. It's your host, Ellie Blake. If you're new here, special shout out to you. Bless your heart. If you're a repeat offender, please rate and review this podcast so you can do your part in spreading the word to create less assholes on the planet. I would really appreciate it, and so would Earth. On today's episode, I interview one of my high school besties, LT. She is a... (laughs) Lindsay Thompson. She's she's a badass. She lives by the quote, bitches get shit done. And that's why I love her. It's literally so perfect for her. She is fucking hilarious, as are all of my guests, but she's like extra funny. And she's the only female I know who works in the construction industry. She actually has a GC license, which is pretty fucking impressive. And she recently started her own diesel delivery company. So, with all that being said, naturally, this episode is basically a Nat Geo special on various wild animals, and we talk about real estate and working as a female in a male-dominated industry, traveling, we talk about what our presidential campaigns would look like, and Lindsay's future HGTV series. You will also learn about the less popular Harry Potter book called Harry Potter and the Rastafarian Quest. If you have no idea what is going on, great welcome. Here she is. What's up, LT? Welcome to the Fuck the Status Quo <laughs> podcast. Thanks for being here. Glad to be here. So what's the best thing you've ever done for yourself? I feel like the best thing I've ever done for myself was listen to the quote and like actually like remember it was bitches get shit done. I think it was Tina Fey that said it. Fuck yeah. She's a wise bitch. So have you read her book? Yeah. Bossy Pants. It's so good. It's great with the hairy arms on the cover. Yeah. And like truthfully, like remembering that and just like keeping in mind that it's okay to be a bitch and people, you know what? You might not even be a bitch, but like people are going to call you one. Mm-hmm. And like that says more about them than it does about you. But truthfully, bitches do get shit done. Sometimes you got to be a hard ass and it is what it is. Fuck yeah. That's so appropriate for you. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like I get called a bitch a lot, but that's most of it is because I, I have a very straightforward personality mm-hmm. and i also don't sugarcoat things like i just i want people to tell me the truth so i tell people the truth yeah you know if you don't want it then don't ask my opinion and you've been like this for a long time <laughs> yeah like i can confirm it's deeply ingrained <laughs> so for everybody listening me and lt went to high school together and we hit it off because we we're fucking rebellious idiots weirdest fuck <laughs> weirdest fuck Okay, we wore Spider-Man costumes to our high school, and I'm pretty sure just, like, for no reason. Like, it wasn't Spirit Week or anything, was it? Or was it? It was. Okay. So we weren't that weird. Okay. I think it was Superhero Day, but, like, nobody else dressed up. It was literally just us. (laughs) Yeah, it was just us. (laughs) I had the black Spider-Man. She had the... Wasn't yours a full bodysuit? 
Yeah, it was a full body suit. It was navy blue. Like, why didn't we have red, first of all? But okay. It was in the fall, so maybe it was sold out. Maybe we were just, you know, slim pickings in the store. But mine was the waist up one with the muscles built in. Yes. So I looked like it was not flattering by any means. (laughs) We should just make that picture like the podcast cover for this episode. (laughs) Or the, I wish you had been in my apparel class because there's a picture of me sewing at a sewing machine with my Spider-Man costume on with like the full, yeah. I remember that picture though. Yeah, those were the glory days. We peaked in high school. Yeah, we did. We also walked what felt like a, a fucking eternity, but it was really only like a mile and a half to go to the pet store. No, it was it was definitely longer than that. Maybe two miles. Okay, well, it felt it felt like a fucking trek. That's for sure. We went to the pet store and we bought five hundred goldfish. Yeah, because we were gonna put them in the toilets at school as yeah. a freshman prank, and then. Did all of them even make it home the two miles back? I'm not sure, but my dad was like, PETA is going to ruin you guys. Like, you can't do this. All the fish are going to die. And we're like, but wouldn't it be funny to go pee and there's a fish in the toilet? He's like, not really. (laughs) I still to this day think it's funny. We're like, it's fucking hilarious. Fuck off. Yeah, we, we put them all in a big, like, stainless steel tub with some water. I truthfully don't know what happened to them after that. I know. I think it was up to you to figure out because you lived right around the corner from school. So it was like up to you logistically to like get them to school. And you were like, I couldn't do it. (laughs) So clearly we were very interesting in high school. (laughs) I'm so glad that like I wasn't afraid. I want to say afraid to be weird, but like I didn't even know I was being weird then. But like I look back on it. I'm like, that's pretty funny. Like, (laughs) you know, I'm glad that I did that. And I wasn't you know yeah too scared to like be ourselves yeah i think we became pretty close when we took that housing and interiors class i want to say is when we really like started to hit it off yeah and like first of all who the fuck are we taking like an interior design class in like sophomore year of high school like who does that <laughs> was it sophomore year or freshman year it might have been freshman year i know it was like one of the first electives where i was like i'm taking this class it was also a bullshit fucking class like i didn't learn a single thing about interiors it was like learning about like nuclear families and like i was like what the fuck is this i'm impressed that you remember that much yeah <laughs> half of it was exchange students and like there was the book fair week when we we decorated the door yes please tell this story so like you deck it was when you decorate the door as the theme of an actual book you've read and we convinced our interior teacher that harry potter and the rastafarian quest was a real book (laughs) we decorated this motherfucker in like straight up rasta colors we put dreads on harry on harry potter (laughs) yeah and like i brought in a fucking we brought in like rasta beanies that we bought at the fucking like the smoke shop and like yeah that had the that had the dreadlock like attached to the yeah i'm pretty sure we put actual weed leaves on it too like (laughs) (laughs) I, i mean i truly don't know like what channels this went through but like nobody was paying attention to what the fuck we were doing that's clear no at all And I remember we were, like, missing class, I feel like, for, like, two weeks for this. We just kept telling her, like, we have to go get these supplies. And 
and we'd visit all our favorite teachers. We'd go to like Coach East's room and like just hang out for the whole period. Yes, Coach East, shout out. Yeah, and we'd just like, oh, we have to go get supplies. And I mean, it was a pretty damn good door. Like, it didn't win any prizes. I know. I probably have a picture somewhere. Yeah, we didn't win a prize, which is fucked up. We should have won a prize because that was very creative. We should look through a yearbook. Just get high and look through a yearbook one day. Oh my God. Tell our yearbook quotes because you posted that shit the other day and that was fucking hilarious. Oh God. Okay. Um, Yours was a Hugh Hefner one. You look up yours because I can't remember it exactly. Mine was, um, I just want to do hood rat shit with my friends, quoted by a seven-year-old YouTube sensation, because that was the time that that video came out. Yeah. Everybody else had, like, you know, Theodore Roosevelt quotes and fucking Gandhi and, like, Bible verses. And then here you are, like, I'm just trying to be a hood rat. And I'm like, Hugh Hefner said, follow your dreams. I mean, I look back on my quote and I think it aged well. Other people's quotes did not age well. I don't know if Hugh Hefner aged well. <laughs> no, but like that was very you in high school. Like you walked around with like Playboy Buddy pants. So yeah, I have pictures of me like 16 wearing like Playboy shit to school. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that was your favorite. I mean, your room was decked out in it too. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> now we're young professionals. And we've got our shit. Together. Now we're young professionals. I went to several different colleges. You just went to one college. Just one. I kept it. I kept it short and sweet. Um, what was your major in? I don't remember. Advertising or some bullshit. I did have a minor in business, which I will say, like, I don't know why the fuck we're trusting 18 year olds to pick out what the fuck they want to do with the rest of their lives. Agreed. Because I didn't know what I wanted to do. Yeah. Like, was it yours like criminal justice? Yeah. Criminal psychology. Oh, yeah. Which, I mean, that's a pretty cool profession. Yeah. But then when I got down to it, it was like, basically, I needed to work like the entry level job would be like me being a prison guard. And I was like, that's not going to fucking happen. I was like, I'm also not going to be a police officer. Yeah. That's the problem with like criminal justice shit. Yeah. You have to be like a fucking, like an intern. Like I have a friend who did criminal psychology and she had to intern for the police and she made like no fucking money. Yeah. And they were like, you have to do this for like five years. She was like, no, I definitely don't. And now she's a real. And I just feel like at the end of the day, I don't think that I would be able to like go home and be able to like shut off fuck no fucked up shit that i found out about at work you know all the dead bodies you'd see and shit i mean i love watching that on criminal minds but i would have nightmares you know well i mean i couldn't watch criminal minds when i lived alone because that shit gets a little too realistic for me yeah i'm also like i don't trust anybody (laughs) yeah i saw this fucking article the other day and it was about some girl like giving tips of just like how to be safer in an uber and she was like i always act like i got something stuck in the door to like see if the child lock is on or if they like locked me in that's smart yeah and then she said you know just other stuff like i am on the phone on the phone maybe not even actually talking to somebody i'm on the phone like the whole ride so like mentioning my location whether i'm actually talking to someone or not and all these dudes were in the comments were like wow that's a bit psycho and i'm like bitch you don't even know you don't fucking understand like even my husband god love him like it took him so long to understand like when i lived in an apartment building where i had to walk through a parking garage and it was completely sketchy to like get to the actual building like the inside i'd call him and he'd be like why like why are you calling me like i don't mind but like what are you worried about 
And I'm like, you don't grow up just like inherently like worried about that shit all the time. Yeah. Like dudes just like can be oblivious to the world. Yeah. It's fucked up. Like if there were no men in the world at all, imagine like how many chicks would go like on runs at like midnight or something or just like be outside later or. I would do so much shit. Like I'd fucking go. I'd go to the gas station past dark, you know, like go get a fucking (laughs) soda and a blunt wrap. I'm fucking in this bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, I don't know. It's just, my husband will do the same shit. Like, when uh, the whole Me Too thing, like, came about, I remember some girl, like, made some song. She was playing, like, a ukulele. Maybe you saw this. I don't know. And she just, like, made a song about how, like, when she goes to her car, like, she has her keys. She holds them a certain way, like, yeah. to be a weapon. And just, like, all the little things. In between things your that, fingers. Like, yeah. yeah, that, like, women do to, like, be safe and, like, be aware of our surroundings. And I remember Ben being like, damn, I never even fucking thought about that. Like, that's crazy. I'm like, yeah. So, I don't know. Fuck all those guys in the comments who were like, you're crazy, bitch. Like, no, you're fucking crazy. Yeah, no, fuck. You guys are the fucking problem. Like, just to be clear, y'all are the fucking issue. Like, not all of you, obviously. But your fucking friends. They suck. Mm-hmm. Your friends. <laughs> They're asswipes. <laughs> fuck your friends. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so you went to college in South Carolina. Yeah. To be clear, the University of South Carolina, not Clemson, because fuck Clemson. Fuck Clemson. Yeah. So you went to one college, you graduated in a relatively quick period of time. And then you're the only chick I know that has like worked in like construction and just that whole industry, which I always thought was cool. Yeah. And I was like, she can fucking handle her own. She's a bad bitch. So even as somebody who I mean, I I would agree that I can handle my own. It's fucking tough. Like it is one of the hardest things. I mean, it's I've had a relatively easy life, you know, like comparatively to people. But Working construction as a female is a fucking struggle, that's for sure. As in, like, people not taking you seriously or just, like, what parts of it? Absolutely. Like, it's just bullshit all the time. And it does, takes a certain, like, you build up a skin to it, almost like a tolerance. Mm -hmm. And you kind of have a threshold for, like, picking your battles, like, what's worth it and what's not. But I did grow up in construction, so I kind of had, like, some background knowledge, more so than most people, because that's kind of an industry that's very specific. Yeah. I mean, like, most people don't grow up knowing about it or knowing the inner workings of it. So I already Mm -hmm. had that. And then my first job out of college, because if you want to work in advertising, you have to cold call for people for, like, $7 an hour. And it fucking blows. So I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. So I found this roofing company in Charlotte and I wanted to be in Charlotte because I didn't want to go back to Raleigh, but I didn't want to stay in Columbia. So I was like, all right, this is like medium ground. Like most people find jobs in Charlotte. Like there's cool shit around here. Um, It was for a commercial roofing company. They hired me and I pretty much, I was running the whole inside of the company after about two years it was a a really great job. I will say that it definitely opened my eyes to like how much the industry has changed since Mm -hmm. I had been around it as a, you know, as a kid and they were great to me. It was a very small, like family owned company and, you know, let me kind of learn my own way and teach me things. And I learned how to do a lot of like the inside stuff that comes to when like running a business, which is not something they teach you in either high school or college. Yeah, unfortunately. They really should. They fuck up so much when we're younger. Like, come on. We're here for like eight hours a day. Fucking teach us something. Right. Like, at least how to do my fucking taxes, because that'd be great. So the IRS isn't beating down my door. Yeah. Or like how to use an Excel spreadsheet. That is, I, I fucking love an Excel spreadsheet. Yeah. That's like my workplace crack. 
You know, I love okay. everything organized. Freaking the shoots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that kind of stuff I learned uh, how to run accounting software, but also how to like negotiate with vendors and yeah. just how to like be a fucking adult, you know, and have a job. Yeah. Just whoa. <laughs> like, yeah. It happens so fucking quick. Like I just remember being in high school and it just felt like we were there for a fucking eternity. And I was like, I cannot wait to be 18 like fuck this place i've been here for so long and now it's like we've already been out of high school for like over 10 years like holy fuck you don't have to drop numbers people have kids and shit like everybody's married i'm like damn yeah that's fucking weird you know i just got married like two months ago and i still kind of forget that i'm married but yeah yeah. it'll grow on you yeah i mean like they're like how was married life nothing's fucking changed like we already lived together same like me and ben already lived together we had been living together for a while yeah i don't know he's my permanent roommate now like cool it's just harder for him to leave yeah (laughs) you should have seen us when we first moved to this house here because our house in michigan was like literally like 900 square feet and this one is like 1800 i mean it's yeah. not fucking huge but it's, it has four bedrooms and two up. bathrooms so when we first moved in and like still we'll do it now i'll be like bye i'm going to the west wing and she's <laughs> like i'll see you on the east wing later <laughs> yeah we lived in a fucking shoebox too my first house was like a thousand square feet and i was like oh it's so cute and then i moved my, all my shit in and i was like fuck yeah the nice thing about michigan is at least you had a fucking basement oh yeah we didn't have that so you could just like hide all of that shit which was fascinating to me we didn't even have a garage oh that sucks like you have a carport you're like okay great a carport like you're not gonna fucking put all your shit out there it's just like out in the open yeah okay i want to hear your like housing journey because you've had three houses now as a grown-up um no this is my second i will say pro tip if you want to buy a house buy one with a fucking garage or at least a shed that is not infested with snakes That is the best life advice that I can provide to anybody. I bought my first house when I was 26. And you made it super fucking cute. Like you redid the kitchen and it was like, you know, budget friendly. Your little shaker cabinets. I saw that and I was like, oh, I would fuck that up. It was. Yeah, it was. It was a cute house. I mean, it was great for like one person, ideally. How long did you live there for? Two years. So when you sell a house in order to not pay capital gains tax, you have to live there for at least two years you know there's ways around that shit i'm not a fucking tax accountant but also pro tip find an accountant who makes you money but i lived there with matt i mean it was a cute house it was like five minutes from downtown belmont which is a cute little town lots of little restaurants and stuff but it just cramped with one bathroom which like that's what we did in michigan dude oh i was like i just want to shit somewhere else i was like i I, like have to pee all the fucking time and this motherfucker will sit in the bathroom for like 40 minutes and i'd like let me in like like get out so two bathrooms has been a really great improvement for our marriage and our relationship same with us here i'm like oh my god we definitely don't fight about that anymore so that's nice yeah yeah so then i sold that house in june or july of 2021 because the market was so good or we're like both like okay this is too small for us and the market is fucking. truthfully my husband can't stay the fuck off zillow so i wanted to sit on it for like another few months or so yeah and what we wanted i was like shit the market is just fucking blowing up i was like 
I don't think we can afford that. Yeah. And just like, you know, upgrading to more space. And we wanted to stay in Belmont, which is already a small town. So, and like everybody now wants to move here because nobody wants to pay for Charlotte living because it's just right. shit. So we were competing with like literally everybody and their fucking mom after the pandemic because everybody wanted to get the hell out of like small apartments and stuff. Yeah. So I was like, I don't really want to deal with that. Like, I don't want to get fucked. And like, we're, you know, we like where we are, blah, blah, blah. So our realtor was like, let me run comps. Like, let me see. And Matt found this house that, not this house actually. And it was definitely a fixer upper. It had like a little pool in the backyard. It was a completely blank slate that somebody had gone in to like try to flip. And then they just didn't do it. They fucked it up. Yeah. (laughs) And it was beautiful. It had all this like old original brick and already had an open floor plan I mean, it was a ranch style house, which I love because I feel like you can just do so much more with that. Yeah. Got in there, got some quotes for renovating it. And the company that had bought it decided that they didn't want to sell it for any, like they wanted a cash buyer who was going to come in and we were like, okay, well we're doing a construction loan. So like we were already pre-approved. So it's like that money's just as good as cash. Right. And they wanted to sell it for a really healthy chunk of profit and it's like this isn't worth you haven't done anything to this house like it's not right. worth anything <laughs> like you have to do that shit to get the fucking profit people are so fucking delusional about that yeah no i'm gonna name drop it was open door fuck them and, fuck you open yeah, door fuck you open door if somebody works for corporate that's listening to this fuck you fuck um, you <laughs> i hate your guts i think they're <laughs> I don't know how they stay in business. I'm pretty sure I heard that they're not going to stay in business. But anyways, they were being assholes to my realtor. And she was like, guys, like, I just don't think this is going to work out. So it was to the point where like we had bumped up our offer, but it just was not worth what they wanted for it. So we moved along. We found this house. It ended up being they had already done some stuff to it. So like it really just needed me putting like our special touch on it yeah you know there's definitely like we want to renovate the kitchen there's stuff that we still want to do to it but it was move-in ready that's nice and that other house ended up selling for the original offer that we made on it the same price cool. well yeah fuck you like you that could have been done like six months earlier but i'm a firm believer in everything happens for a reason yeah you know you got to look at what the neighborhood's worth right and i just like nobody else in that neighborhood seemed to want to make it its full potential that it could be so gotcha i feel like eventually we would have wasted our money in that house even though it was great so. yeah we kind of had like a similar situation here like when I, I came down like two months before ben and was like looking for houses and there was this one and the neighborhood was like yeah it's okay yeah but it was like a like needed to be totally fucking remodeled and i was like dude i'll pay like 220 for this house because yeah. it needs a hundred thousand dollars worth of work which was terrifying to me i'm like i'm not a fucking contractor like i don't know the- me trying to just figure out like okay yeah i can split all that stuff two yeah. months <laughs> let's get a kitchen a living room like a bathroom like here we go but i was like man and then but i liked that house a lot it was just like very retro and i i just love a good retro vibe it was oh, very yeah, mid-century sure. that's very you but the neighborhood that we're in now it's kind of cookie cutter but it's such a nice neighborhood and everybody yeah. like takes care of their yards like everybody has a pool it's quiet like kids play out in the front yard till like 10 o'clock at night there's fucking bears in here but that's okay <laughs> i mean that's just florida florida's just a fucking like there's no laws in florida like i don't know no. what the fuck they're doing out there it's crazy and all the shit that i see on the news just like about alligators 
pictures and stuff all the time. I'm just like, man, this is so fucking crazy. <laughs> just like, I love alligators. That I read, but like, I hear the stories. I'm like, okay, first of all, like, why are you letting your three year old walk into a pond where the sign says "Beware alligators"? Watch out! Like, that's on you. Why are you, you know? wa- walking your small dog around the pond? Right. Like, that's like when people get mad that like sharks are in the ocean. Like, bitch, yes. you know that's their house, right? <laughs> okay, two things. I saw this video the other day and it was like some lady like paddle boarding and it was like some long ass like paddle boarding trip like fucking out in the Bahamas or something and they were like there was an unexpected guest and it was a hammerhead. That's not unexpected. She's in no, the middle you're of the, the fucking ocean. Guest. So did it leave her alone? Her husband was like on a boat because it was like this whole like raising money for charity thing. So her husband saw it and was like, hey, come back to the boat. So she got on the boat. She was like forest gumping the ocean. Yeah, like, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. And then there was this lady, God rest her soul, some like 80-year-old woman or 90 years old was like walking her small dog around some pond like in South Florida and she got eaten by a fucking alligator and like the neighbors saw her like getting dragged in and stuff. The alligator was named Henry. Like they had the, the news article was like the alligator was a friendly neighborhood alligator. I'm like there's no such thing as a friendly neighborhood alligator, you fucking I mean, douchebag. Was he minding his own business in his fucking pond, you know? He like, was in his pond and I he tried and then to you go come like walking after with her bait dog on a fucking leash like fucking Henry was hungry. Yeah, I mean, can you blame Henry? Did they put Henry down? That's they put Henry down. That's like that fucking story. I think this happened in Florida too, where the fucking cleaning crew at the zoo, the guy stuck his arm into the tiger cage and then got mad when the tiger ripped his arm off. Yeah, that makes sense. And then I'm pretty sure they put the tiger down. That shit pisses me off. That's what they call it. They say destroyed. They're like, the alligator has been destroyed. I'm like, what is this? You killed it. It was euthanized. Yeah. You put it down. Why are we calling it destroyed? Like, I'm not PETA by any means, but like, <laughs> if the human plays a stupid game, it's going to win a stupid prize. Like, put the human down. Darwinism, you know? Yeah. Like, there's a big problem with the bears here. And it's like, dude, they were here first. This is their fucking habitat. We invaded their space. People are like, they need to just shoot down all these bears. Like, no, we shouldn't, like, not lived here. You know what you never hear about is Florida Panthers. There's, like, Panthers in the Everglades and shit. I don't know if they come any, like, further north. Yeah, there's, like, actual fucking, like, big cats. Holy shit. I know there's, like, all those fucking pythons down south. Yeah, this has turned into, like, a Nat Geo podcast. (laughs) Welcome to the Nat Geo podcast. Big cats. (laughs) Big cats, pythons, and gators. We'll have to add a mini series of us just talking about wild animals. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Honestly, I would love to be a regular for that. Please invite me back. But not I'll Geo do some for- research. We can just talk about like different fucking crazy animals. Yeah, like weird ones. And your sister could be a good guest on that considering she lives in Australia. That's right. Don't they have like plate-sized spiders? <laughs> yeah, dude, they have wild shit there. I'm like, whoa. People eat kangaroos in Australia. Did you know that? That's fucking sad. It's like a popular meal there. And they like hate kangaroos. They're like, they're such dicks. I mean, I have heard they're assholes. They're like in the way all the time. I heard koalas are assholes too. Really? Yeah. They're not cute and cuddly like they look. I have to believe that sloths are still pretty sweet though. Sloths piss me off. Why? Because they're so slow? Yeah, I don't have the fucking patience to watch that shit. Like when I see videos on Instagram, I'm like, speed it up. I don't want to watch that. (laughs) It's too fucking slow. not boss bitch making moves and getting shit done yeah time is money baby exactly <laughs> i don't have time exactly. for <laughs> we interrupt this sweet ass podcast episode for a message from our sponsor hey bitches it's me again 
Are you tired of all the lame-ass greeting cards you see in the store? Would you rather send your loved one something that's fucking hilarious with cuss words and potentially insulting? Well, shit, you in the right place then. Head over to AsToldByEllie.com where you will find the best fucking greeting cards on the internet. And as a listener of this podcast, I got a discount code for you guys. Waffles will get you 15% off. Again, that's AsToldByEllie.com, discount code WAFFLES. And now back to the show. Okay, let's get back on track here. Anyway. <laughs> so after the roofing company and houses, then what happened? Yeah, okay, so we did like hospitals, not houses. <laughs> not that it matters, but commercial roofing's a lot cooler. If you're ever considering going into construction of any kind, do commercial, not residential, because people fucking suck, especially when it comes to their own houses. Like people wanting custom homes built and shit like that, you mean? I've never really dealt with that, but like just people as a whole, as like customers versus like people who are representing a business, yes, are like huge cheapskates. They don't want to pay for quality service, but they want quality service done. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody should be getting ripped off, but you get what you pay for in a lot of situations. I mean, that's applicable to like anything in life. If you pay the cheap way and then it fucks up, like you're paying more money in the end to like have somebody do it right the first time. This is a conversation me and Ben had at six o'clock this morning. I was like, I'm going to get a new desk. Look what I found on Amazon. He's like, these are all cheap fucking desks. Just buy a nice one because you're going to be buying a new one in six months. Also, like how long a day do you sit at your desk? A long fucking time, probably. Yeah. That's like buying a like a good desk chair. Like, do you want for your back to hurt? We're in our 30s. Your back's going to hurt. Dude, my back got fucked. Like, I'm an old lady now. They told me that I have to have a um, an epidural to fix it. I'm like, what? Shit. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? So I haven't done that yet. I'm just trying to chill and like not hurt my back. But yeah, I want to get one of those like stand up and sit down desks. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I was really ambitious and had that for a time. It didn't last very long. Well, did it sit down? It's more because I can't like, I'm one of those people that can't stand still without like moving some way. Like if I stand, I like sway. I don't know why, but I can't just like stand still. Why didn't you get like one of those little walking treadmill? Like the walking I did. I actually underneath. have one of those at my house now. This was at my you old like job. It? Yeah, it's. I don't know. It's really loud. I have it upstairs, though. Another reason why ranch houses are better. Like, I'm going to come up with a reason for it to be, like, shitty either way. Like, but yeah. I just wasn't expecting to pay, like, $900 for a desk. I was like, 150 sounds good. And Ben's like, 150 sounds like a piece of shit. That's because it's made out of fucking cardboard. Yeah. And they're like, oh, it's steel. I'm like, this bitch is not steel. Shut up. Yeah. (laughs) The fake, like, wood top, you know, that, like, peels back. I'm like, come on. Yeah, that's what it's called. That shit sucks. They're like, it's oak. Bitch, it's not oak. (laughs) Quit lying. It's oak veneer. (laughs) Particle board got me through my 20s, so I can't talk too much shit about it, you know? Right. I will say, like, you know, interior design-wise, buy cheap shit until you know you love it. Yeah. Like, if you're going to buy, like, fad pieces, same with clothing. Buy cheap. Yeah. Forever 21. I used to go there once a week and just buy a fucking shirt to bartender and then just, like, throw it away. Yeah, because you'd have to go get another one. It would fall apart after, like, two uses. Yeah. You couldn't wash it. (laughs) Fuck washing it. You could spray that shit with some Febreze, but that's as close as you were going to get to being able to wash it. Which is what I did when I worked doubles at Hooters all the time. I remember one time somebody was like, oh, you smell so good. What is that? And I was like, it's Febreze. Febreze. I didn't shower yet. Yeah. It's like, oh, you kind of smell like the bathroom. Like, what is this? (laughs) (laughs) I just associate Febreze with like, I feel like even if it's not on top of a shit, I can still smell shit underneath it because like people use it to cover up shit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyways. (laughs) 
Okay, tell everyone about your new business. Okay. <laughs> After the shit for breeze talk. <laughs> um, so I worked for a commercial interior construction company in Charlotte after the roofing company. And I worked there for about five years. I got my general contractor's license. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, it's kind of fucking hard. But I got that and was a PM, but like didn't really know what I wanted to do from there. Like I said before, it's a lot of bullshit when you're a female in the construction industry. Um, you definitely deal with shit that like dudes don't. And like, they're also going to think that you're full of shit when you tell them that you're dealing with it. So that comes back to the like bitches get shit done thing. Like sometimes you just got to fucking put up and shut up and get your shit done. Yeah. Then I started working with my current company, which is a pipeline utilities company in Raleigh. And I kind of run the office, I'm the CFO, but also I manage a lot of other things. Um, That was kind of a family emergency type, you know, wanted to make a career move, but wasn't sure what I wanted to do yet. Mm -hmm. So that's my um, day job, quote unquote. Okay. And then um, my company that I opened is a diesel delivery service. And we have a truck and we go to job sites and we deliver fuel for um, construction companies in Charlotte that are building like the big shit, like uh, parking garages, apartment complexes, office buildings, anything with like structural concrete. And we go on site and our truck actually goes onto the job and delivers it to the equipment. So a lot of fuel companies will just park it at the gate and say like, you're on your own, figure it out. Yeah. And time is money. It costs a lot of money for people to shut down a job and fill up all that equipment that they've got on site. They need somebody who's going to come on and, you know, essentially the vendor's job is to make their life easier on site and um, more convenient. So that's what we do is we go on site. Our guy fills up each piece of equipment. We keep a record of how much we're filling up in each piece of equipment because they like to see the statistics and run the numbers and see like what's most efficient, what's working for them, you know, what's using the best fuel, all of that. So yeah, that's the bare, the basics of that company. Okay. Do you hate when people call it diesel i've never noticed but now i'm gonna fucking notice fuck i'm sorry (laughs) i hate more when people call it gas i mean if you go to the fucking gas station and you fill up your honda pilot with fucking diesel fuel is it gonna run no so there's difference so like i call it fuel a lot because fuel could be gas or diesel in my opinion some people disagree with me on that but it's diesel 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 i mean that doesn't really bother me that much. I'd rather somebody say diesel than gas. Like, hey, I need some gas. Like, no, you fucking don't. Okay. I'm glad we got that out there. Yeah. <laughs> How did you come up with this idea? Were you just like, oh, I see this like hole in the market or like, what's up? Tell me about that. Um, Actually, we were presented this opportunity from a guy who owns and runs a structural company in Charlotte that my husband works for. And um, he basically was like, look, like we have a fuel delivery guy. It's not working out. I see an opportunity for somebody to do this just on the side. You know, the startup cost is a lot because, I mean, you're basically supplying a truck like you. That's expensive. You know, the truck and then the modifications yeah. we had to make, make to it. We had to have custom body work done to it and um, the tank installed. So 
it was a lot of work and a lot of money up front, but then we turned around a profit in six months. So we were presented this opportunity. Like he saw it. He was like, you guys could do this. We just need somebody to do it. He was like, I can't do it. So do you want to do this? And my friend Jordan and I, he's actually our mortgage lender and he's, he's the best in the game and already has more on his plate than most people need. But he was like, yeah, I want to fucking do this too. So yeah, jumped in and took off. That's what's up that you like had that connection because it doesn't sound like it was that big of a gamble. Like you knew that you were going to have to spend a bunch of money, but you were like, I also know we at least have this one client set up for us already. Right. So that's so pretty cool. It was kind of nerve wracking at first because we did. I mean, we jumped all in like, yeah, we didn't really take very long to think about it either. And then once we got started, we kept running into all these regulations because I mean, you think about it, you've got a hazardous material that you're just like bebopping around town. With. Yeah, like, you know, woo. like people don't like that shit. <laughs> What's up? Yeah. Like I could explode at any minute and take out all you bitches. Like, so Do they have to have a CDL to drive. Yeah, like our guy okay. has a CDL with a hazmat endorsement, which is a whole other thing you have to fucking add on. Okay. So I didn't even think about that until now. Yeah, the first three months that we were getting set up before we even filled anybody up, before we even had a fucking truck to fill people up, I actually thought one of us was just going to have a massive stroke from all the oh, shit we no. had to deal with. Yeah, all the shit we had to deal yeah. with on a daily basis. There were so many times that I was like, let's just say fuck it. I mean, we didn't know that it because it sounded so easy and so straightforward in the beginning. We were like, yeah. it. like we got this. Like I knew the industry. He knew the financials of stuff and like getting it set up. So yeah. it was not as um, straightforward as it was presented. We ran into a lot of hurdles. Knock on wood. Um, most of those were just in the initial setup. So once we got past that, it was a major relief. Like when we first saw that, yeah. when we saw that first check come in. I was like, we fucking did it like you know yeah that's such a good feeling is it like so everything's pretty smooth sailing now yeah i mean whenever you run any kind of company you're gonna run into issues but since i have the experience of those other two jobs and like essentially dealing with a lot of hands-on stuff and helping them in the day-to-day operations i know what's worth stressing over and what's not worth stressing over and i will say we have a lot more little problems than big problems yeah which you know you can handle as long as you've got somebody to back you up and you know i've got a good business partner so there's some days where he's like i just can't deal with this right now and i'm like all right i got it and then other days where i'm like don't fucking talk to me like i don't want to deal with this shit today yeah the worst call i made was fucking agreeing to do this shit in the year that I was planning a wedding. That was a bad call on my part, but it was either now or never. So yeah. Well, sometimes you just got to start shit before you're ready. And then it's just kind of more pressure to just be like, all right, well, I'm fucking in this. So I guess I got to figure it out and do it. Like, I think especially too, like when you start your own business, it's such a pride thing that you're just like, I don't want to let this fail because I'm going to feel like, you know, a loser, whatever the fuck thoughts come up for you. Like with my greeting card business, I was like so embarrassed to post about it at first. I was like, oh, people are going to just think I'm like a fucking shit on it. Yeah. Idiot, like talking shit. And now I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. Cause it's so cool. Like you realize you were like, oh, like people actually like this shit. Like this is going to work. Yeah. That's the best feeling. You started something so practical though. I'm like, this is smart. I'm like, I need a practical, but I don't know. Mine is practical to me. I'm like, I just get to be a dick to people. That's pretty practical (laughs) but it was a gamble you know right yours is very like tailored to you your personality 
I mean, they always say like, find something that you enjoy. I don't necessarily say that I'm like passionate about the fuel industry, but like I do enjoy it, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't say it's my life calling, but I feel like people put too much value on that. Like find something that doesn't make you want to fucking cuss as soon as you wake up in the morning Yeah, and like slam your head into the wall and like yeah. that you are making good money at and that people want. Like it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be like, you don't have to be the best of the best, but you can still be successful and it can still work for you, you know? Yeah. Like I would rather have my own business and be making less money than say like some corporate job. Yeah. You know, that's way more valuable to me. My free time is more valuable to me than most other things in my life. Absolutely. To be, to be honest. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That just made me think I've definitely wanted to ask you this too. It seems like, correct me if I'm wrong, you and Matt kind of go on a lot of trips a lot, like a weekend trip type thing, like just in different places in the country. Am I right about that? Yeah, we definitely do. I have to force him to take time off. If I have PTO, I'm going to fucking use it. Yeah. I love that shit. How do you like plan where you want to go? Or is it just kind of like random? Like, So we right now are trying to tackle all the national parks. Cool. And we've had a really good time doing it. We've gone to other cities that don't have parks. But I will say that like just that goal like of, you know, hey, let's go to fucking you know, South Dakota. Why the fuck would I ever go to South Dakota for any other reason? But we went and we were like, oh, this is cool as shit. You know, like there's stuff out there. Or, you know, we went to Arizona and I was like, oh, it's going to be just like barren desert and bullshit. It's going to be fucking hot. Arizona is probably one of the coolest places I've ever been in my life. Like it was fucking amazing. We took five days and we drove the whole state in a rental car. We put like 2,500 miles on our car and we just saw everything we could and like that's just the cool thing about like seeing the parks is it's taking us to places that we wouldn't normally consider like destinations yeah and then we end up loving them so that's pretty fucking cool yeah i was like she's going on a lot of like i'm like i know it's at least a weekend that she's there and that's pretty fucking cool i think that uh, i didn't realize how badly i needed a fucking vacation until i took one in june and i was like I got back. I was like, bitch, your skin looks brighter. (laughs) You're fucking glowing. I was like, holy shit. So I think that that's like super important. I love that you guys like make that a priority. Do you just kind of like wing it when you get there? Do you have like, okay, we're going to do this. this, Oh, fuck no. What kind of travel person are you? I'm an itinerary bitch all the way. Matt's like along for the ride. Okay. So I could go with you. Yeah. Because I'm along for the ride. I'm like, like for my sister's wedding, she had told everyone like, hey, like here's the ferry and it we at this point we would have already been in greece for like a week yeah so she's like here's the ferry back and i was like i'll fucking schedule it when i get there like it'll be fine and my mom was all like did you schedule the ferry yet i'm like no but i'm pretty sure i'm not the only one yeah (laughs) like waits until the day of to fuck no that would stress me out it stresses me out to make a bunch of plans yeah i mean like if somebody makes them for me you're fine and they're like this is what we're doing i'm like okay cool but i don't want to be the one to figure out especially in like a foreign country like that shit can be difficult yeah i like to be prepared just because like we don't take weeks off like you said it's weekends so Mm -hmm. the more planning i do the more i can rule out things that would just be like a waste of fucking time that's how i see it as like you know Things could be like, I love a Google review. You know, Susan from Philadelphia, she's going to tell me, you know, if this restaurant's worth it. Is this an actual person? No. (laughs) Oh, I was like, damn, should I follow her? Like, who is this? No, no, no. Susan is a mythical creepy. No, Susan Susan keeps it real. (laughs) No, she just represents a, you know, a greater whole on the Google review circuit. But yeah, like, it just, I realized like 
at this point we've traveled so many places together like I know what I like to do I know what he likes to do it's pretty much on the same page but like yeah there's some things that are kind of different that we would prefer to do but like I do know that like we want to see as much as possible because I'm one of those people that like once I go there I'm like okay I don't really want to go back until I see other places first yeah you know? me and Ben had that debate yeah <laughs> in, in Greece he's like when are we coming back here and he's like or do you want to go somewhere else and I'm yeah. like I don't know right we went to St. Lucia and Matt was like, I'm not going to any other fucking Caribbean island ever again. Me and Ben kind of want to go like semi like nomad at some point and live at our house in Florida for like six months out of the year and then like travel for six months out of the year. Mm-hmm. But I want to do it like slow, like stay somewhere for like at least a month. Like I'm not about that. Like, OK, let's go here. and We're seeing this this day. And now we're over here. I'm like, no, let me fucking chill and get to like know the culture and where I'm at and stuff. I mean, if you're taking six months off, though, I feel like you have the time to do that. Like the only yeah. reason we don't is because we're on such a limited traveling schedule right. because we, we have For to sure. be back. We don't really get that much time off from work. Yeah. Like I was telling you before this call that my sister and all them Australians, they get five weeks paid vacation. Like Dude, America, what the fuck? Fuck America. I mean, fuck not America. Fuck America. <laughs> yeah, fuck America. <laughs> I'm like no no yeah it's joe biden's fault you fucking dick i'm gonna run for presidency and my talking points are gonna be legalized weed get rid of fucking daylight savings time because that shit's bullshit and more pto days also my dog is gonna be my vice president love it i also think that halloween should be moved to always be the last friday of october i think we should move halloween to september and thanksgiving to october hmm I could be down with that. Or just move Thanksgiving to September. It's too close. Because, like, I love Thanksgiving, but it's bullshit. Like, it doesn't get its own time, and everybody's like, fuck you, Thanksgiving. Christmas is coming. Thanksgiving's a bomb-ass holiday. Well, uh, what's the next one? 2024? Yeah. Are we old enough to run for president? Is it 30 or 35? I think it's 35. I don't want that shit anyways. Let's be honest. Yeah, I mean... I wonder who the next president is going to be. I'm waiting for somebody fucking ridiculous. Like, I know Donald Trump was ridiculous, but I mean, like... Like, actually ridiculous? Yeah, to, like, just be, like, Will Ferrell or something. Oh, I was thinking more along the lines of, like, Flavor Flav. Yeah, that works, too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know what? You know who, honestly, I think would be, like, genuinely good president? P. Diddy. P. Diddy? Yeah, like, think about how much fucking money that dude has, and he's just in the background, just, like, running companies, you know? Just chilling. He's like Donald Trump, but without the fucking ridiculous Twitter. Is he on any social media anymore? Has he been banned from everything? I don't know. I don't don't really keep up with him. Yeah. I don't really pay attention to the news anymore, except for the Titan sub shit last month. That was pretty entertaining. I get my news from Instagram memes. Seems legit. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I know things are going on in the world. Well, I used to just think that I was like all like wise and stuff for being aware of what was going on in the news like every fucking day. And then I was like, this is depressing and this is not helping me. I was about to say that you just like needed an antidepressant, didn't you? Yeah. Prozac, baby. (laughs) Yeah, fuck yeah. But I was like, no, this is actually just like very depressing and sad. And I don't think it's making me better at all by knowing that, you know, there was another school shooting today or whatever. It's just making you cynical and jaded and miserable to be around. Honestly, which is just another reason why Ben and I have talked about being like semi nomads is because I don't want to fucking put my kids in school. That is terrifying to me. I'd rather be like, come on, let's go learn about Rome, little bitches. Let's go to Rome. You know what I mean? Like, But then they're going to be like spoiled asshats who like come back and they're like, I traveled Rome when I was eight. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. I drank limoncello on a boat in um, fucking, what's the one that's underwater, Venice? (laughs) 
<laughs> it's like sinking yeah yeah um i'm hoping that they're like cultural and like yeah you know not dickheads about it but i guess you're right it could go either way i'm sure your kids are gonna be fine your kids are not gonna be assholes hmm. probably for like the first 20 years of their life like me but that's okay oh that's why i don't want to have a girl because she's gonna be a fucking bitch yeah i think about that too i'm like fuck dude she's gonna put me through hell a little me i'd be like "Ooh, listen here she's gonna come home one day with 500 goldfish in a plastic bag <laughs> <laughs> like i'm gonna be like you know what say no more i know what you're doing right on i know what's going on i just want to know like i wish that i could just be in like one of our teachers or like parents heads like what were they thinking about us when we did like this just stupid shit weird shit and it was like harmless you know we weren't actually doing anything like real fucked up or crazy it was just stupid i actually miss high school because i feel like i had a lot of good relationships with the teachers yeah me too and like we had really cool teachers at our school mm-hmm. I and mean, we had some asshats but like for most of them were really cool and like i miss that yeah but yeah looking back on it, i'm like God, did they think I was weird as fuck or were they just like this big? <laughs> I have like so many stories like that, like just with me and Co- Coach East of him, of me being like, I didn't do it. And he's like, cut the shit. I know you did this. You're in trouble. I'm like, fuck. I remember one time. So I was the, you remember I was the wrestling team manager and Savy was the coach. Yes, I forgot about that. And I was going into school one morning from the senior parking lot. And Sabi was like, oh, I got to like talk to you about some wrestling shit. And I was like, I don't feel like going to first period. So like, I'll just ride on the bus with you to the bowling alley. <laughs> I was like, but I need you to write me a note. He's like, sure. So we go to the bowling alley. I just like hang out, like get some fucking, you know, French toast sticks from the bowling alley. And just like <laughs> hang out with that bowling class. And we go back and I'm like, oh, I need you to write me a note. So he writes me a note. I didn't even read it. <laughs> and I take it to my teacher and he's like, what is this? And I look at it and it's like, Lindsay was at the bowling alley with me. coaching." <laughs> that's amazing i like when i tell people now that i took a fucking bowling class in high school and we went bowling three times a week and i'm like and i took it twice they're like what yeah i was actually really good at bowling by the end of that class i got really fucking good at bowling that was so fun i got a bowling scholarship to college i applied for one yeah matt loves to tell people that shit and i'm like i didn't get it for like bowling performance like it wasn't like a pro you know like it was academic or some shit yes i remember looking into that too and i was like i could get a bowling scholarship (laughs) fucking sick yeah i ended up getting it like all four years because i just fucking like reapplied i was like hey i still want money and they were like cool here you go hey i'm still a good bowler yeah Oh, that's fucking great. Yeah, we got really good at bowling. And I haven't met anybody else. It's like, oh, yeah, we had a bowling class, too. I'm like, oh, like, fucking weird. They were like, what was it called? Bowling class? I was like, no, it was Lifetime Sports. And then I think about it, and I'm like, Lifetime Sports? Were they just literally, like, teaching us sports that you can do when you're old? Like, Yes. Golf. That was the whole point of it. I didn't even, like, put that together. (laughs) Archery? (laughs) Oh, I was fucking killer at archery. I remember we got it because, like, I grew up doing archery at camp and then, like, did it with my dad like out in the woods and shit like real fucking archery and um i had coach in score as my fucking coach and he was like does everybody know what this piece is and i was like labeling all he's like are you fucking pocahontas like why do you know this shit <laughs> i'm robin hood bitch yeah, and i was like pew pew <laughs> well it sounds so reckless and dangerous that they let us do that in school i don't know yeah and then we played badminton badminton was fun i fucked that shit up yeah i forgot about that that was pretty fun too. Lifetime sports, baby. Yeah, honestly, every school should have that. So in this episode, we've covered 
<laughs> Lifetime sports and animals. <laughs> <laughs> Other high schools just got to like leave for a period. Matt was like, oh, we just had like free periods. We'd go to the beach. And I was like, fuck that. I'm glad we had to stay and learn how to bowl. Cause like mm-hmm. it was more fun than what I probably would have done. It was fun as shit. I would have just gone home and like smoked weed. Mm-hmm. Been real fucking stupid and high smoking out of a yeah. can. <laughs> yeah. With a bowl that I hid in my forerunner. Did you smoke weed with me for the first time? No. Okay. There's like three people where it's like I was the one that got them to smoke weed for the first time. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think my first time was with uh, Stuart and Gray, maybe. Okay. That sounds appropriate. Yeah. Maybe. Now I can't. Fu- that Now I got to like really reflect and like remember when the first time was. It's very important. Yeah. Damn. I don't. I smoked so many times because like. In between that and like wrestling practice, like we'd just go get high and then come back to school. Yeah. Those were the days. Glory days. Yeah, truly. Pete. All right. Well, what are your future plans for your biz? What you got? What are your plans in life? (laughs) Tell me all your life goals. (laughs) Yeah. This is like when an interviewer asks you, like, what's your five year plan? I'm like, bitch, I'm just trying to make it through the end of the year. That's an appropriate answer. I've had people yeah. give me that answer and I'm like, that's fine. I mean, I would love for us to grow this business. I don't want to get too big because right now it's just kind of like we're enjoying it. Like yeah. enjoy the fruits of our labor and like it's a good side hustle. Yeah. Um, I would like to, you know, start adding on a couple more clients and filling up our day. But ultimately, like I'm kind of happy with where I'm at. Yeah. Just like to continue improving my situations all around, you know, my full-time job, my side hustle and keep doing what we're doing with the house game. Like, you know, fix this house up, flip it, move on to the next one. That's the short-term kind of plan, figuring it out as we go. I like it. I've told you this already. I'm like, I'm waiting for you to have the HGTV show, but you were like, no, I don't want to do this shit for other people. So everyone wait for LT's flipping her own house show. (laughs) Actually, you know, I would love to put this out in the universe because I've had multiple people tell me this. I would love an HGTV show where I go into other people's houses and point out what I don't like and just be like, that shit's fucking ugly. Like, I think that would be so much fun. I think you'd be great at it. I also think that. You'd be like the, what's his name? Like Gordon Ramsay, <laughs> like interior design. You'd come in and be like, this is shit. <laughs> what the fuck is your problem? <laughs> yeah did this seem like a good idea oh my god that's why i was like i have to ask you your opinions on my little office renovation i'm like she's the perfect person to ask i do want to ask do you have a card that says anything like instead of so long dick bag you should do one that says so long cunt bag because i actually had a guy friend get divorced and i had to cross out the dick and put cunt i'll do it for you so (laughs) equality in your cards okay Lindsay thompson lt (laughs) thanks for being on the podcast (laughs) thanks for having me it was a good time we didn't talk about anything fucking productive but it was a good time it was great we nailed it yeah that's it for another episode of the fuck the status quo podcast thank you so much for listening i hope you guys like what i'm doing here If not, then live your life, man. Set yourself free from my voice. I mean, why have you even gotten this far? (laughs) But if you know someone who would enjoy listening to this, please share this episode with them or post it to your story. Or you can go fucking bananas and run around town telling everybody that you run into. And then leave this podcast review because it really helps to get the word out there and help other people find this podcast. So that's it. That's my plug. Be a good person by leaving a review. Thanks so much for listening. 
I'll see you guys in the next one.